Well, what's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 101, the first episode of 2021. I'm Turner, and I'm in the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? What is up? <laughs> happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy birthday. Hey, Merry happy Christmas. birthday to you, too. Thanks, We both man. had birthdays. We do. <laughs> and Rachel, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It, it, it's a, it's definitely a year, and I'm very excited to be in it. But also, I'm like, you know, how could it? It couldn't get any worse, really. We're only in January. <laughs> we are only in the second week of January. Your youth and naivete. Oh, yeah, <laughs> man. It's been a month since we recorded, mm-hmm. and I missed you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, you know, we just had a lot going on. We had. You know, Rosie, you were traveling a little bit. We had the holidays, and a lot of people don't realize that the December month for me is you've got my anniversary, then the next week you have Christmas, and then the next week is my birthday. And it's like just insanity those yeah. three weeks. And so it's really tough to uh, to just stay, you know, to get the free time to prepare and, yeah. you know, and sometimes you just need a little break. Mm-hmm. You know, we try and get a couple of these out a month, and we're going we're gonna to hit that in 2021. Yeah, we're not going anywhere. No, no, we're not going anywhere. Yeah. But, man, it's so great to be back in here and mm-hmm. warm up these microphones. And we actually have a really great episode today. It's, yes. It's going to be cool. But before we get into that, what do you know, man? Hey, did you know? Um, oh, maybe I was going to do it two ways. Okay. Since we've been so blatant about it, and since you crossed it off the whiteboard. Oh, yeah? I am off the market, ladies. <laughs> I am officially off the market. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> I wish I had enough canned applause. I would. Oh give yeah, that. yeah. A lot of people. <laughs> or, or booze. It'd be booze. All these oh, broken-hearted yeah, women. All that... the broken hearts. A lot of disappointed. Yes. Yeah. Did not get married, but it, it was Facebook official. Rosie's taken, ladies. I'm taken. Anyway, she's a lucky girl. Along with that, um, I don't know if you. Here's a. Here's a third. Did you know? Okay. Did you know that people like to used to call me AI because. <laughs> Uh, I resemble Alan Iverson. <laughs> you resemble Alan? Yeah, yeah. They used to call me the white Alan Iverson. <laughs> Did you play ball? Are nope, you a baller? Nope, nope. Can't play basketball to save my life, but we're both from Virginia. And you know what else we both like? TGI Fridays. <laughs> and so, I, I'm sorry, I'm trying a new way to set everything up, make it not so disjointed. Um, but did you know that Alan Iverson single-handedly made a Philadelphia TGI Fridays one of the most popular in the country? No way. Mm-hmm. I mean, I could see it happening. He used to go to, he loved TJ, this one TGI Fridays in Philadelphia <laughs> that he loved so much. He would go there at least once a week and drop thousands of dollars. And he would just uh. always promote how much he loved TGI Fridays. And it said he spent so much money at the TGI Fridays in Philadelphia that it became the fourth most profitable chain in the entire country. Wow. Wow. Yep. <laughs> See, that's the power of having a celebrity advertising for you. <laughs> yes. Do you want to know? Uh, so he used to call it Club Fridays. <laughs> Here's a quote. I swear it was a uh, he just admitted this in 2016. He said it, it was his go-to stop after almost every practice and game. He said he was asked what makes the chain so special to him. Quote, it's ju- just that it's not too uppity. It's not bougie. 
It's a down-to-earth restaurant. I like doing things like that, unless I'm taking my girl out. <laughs> I'll take her to the real expensive, you know, exotic <laughs> restaurants. Other than that, when I'm hanging with my friends, we just like to go to a spot where we can chill out. And we like the food there. So it's always <laughs> been love at Fridays. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah. I guess Fridays to Alan Iverson was what Chili's was to Michael Scott, you know, from The Office. <laughs> Still have not watched The Office. That, but... You have got to remedy that. Nope. I bet your girlfriend will want to watch The Office, and I bet you you'll watch it if she wants to watch The Office. Nope. I bet she will. It's nice because it's very politically incorrect humor, yeah, and they don't play stuff like that anymore. And so it's like all the worst racist jokes. <laughs> it's, totally... not, it's not as bad as All in the Family. Uh, no, which not. was Which was like not. the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, but definitely they couldn't they couldn't tell those jokes today. Yeah, which should be a sign to any of these writers out there that um, hello. Uh, if the office, the office is, is now, it's like people watch it all day. Like they just stream episode after episode. Mm -hmm. Maybe their humor is actually connecting with people because it's more real life. Mm -hmm. It's not this politically correct junk that we always have to get stuck with. Yeah, words you can't say and things you can't joke about. Mm -hmm. Anyways. Anyways, yeah, we yeah. got a good episode. So we, we do. On the other side of this episode, we're going to be talking with Mandy from uh, she's from Bombard's Body Body Language dot com. So uh, stick around, and we'll catch you on the flip side. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast. Well, everybody, we have a great guest on the podcast tonight, and I'm really excited. It's someone that I've been uh, just consuming uh, everything that she's done for a couple years now, and uh, one day I just said, man, I want to reach out and see if she'd want to come on the podcast because it's really interesting. Uh, what we have on today is a, a woman by the name of Mandy. She has a, a, a website called Bombard's Body Language News and Current Events. And if you know, if you're familiar with her website, uh, you will notice that she takes videos, breaks them down and gives the tells from the body language mm -hmm. on what they're not saying but what they're really saying. <laughs> and so uh, I wanted her to come on and she's she's agreed to come on with us. So for our first podcast of 2021, what a great way to kick it off. Mandy, Mandy, welcome to the podcast. We're so glad you joined us. Yeah, me too. I'm so glad. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm sorry. I'm just so excited. I'm ready for this month to be over with so we can look back on it. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good way to I say it. I think we said that for like most of last year, weren't we? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, Mandy, tell us a little bit about how you got into body language and how that kind of happened with you. Well, I didn't have a very uh, nice childhood, which really made me pay attention to people. One, for survival reasons. And two, um, I was kind of, because when you go through that kind of trauma in life, you really don't know how to behave with people. And so if you have to learn it older, you pay attention more mm -hmm. and you cement it in more. And unfortunately for the rest of the world, it's like they learned it when they were little and it's like they forgot it when they're old. I didn't know it when I was little and had to learn it as old. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I guess that 
when you're in situations like that and you got to try for security and safety and just survival, it, it sort of kicks in automatically when you're younger, I guess, huh? Uh, yeah. Well, I look at it this way. I've always thought of body language and people who ask me, why should I do the tutorials? And the, if they're nice, I'll sit there and say, I can't promise teaching you really anything. Body language really is, it's like a martial art. Hmm. You have to practice it. I can show you a move, but you're the one that's got to do it and repeat it constantly until you figure out how to. Yeah. That's, a, that, that's the best I can describe it. Well, when did you start to realize that you kind of had a knack for this? Like, I, I was so stupid as far as people's ability to interact. I just, I was stupid, but I, for the longest time, I thought other people were just retarded. <laughs> but it was, I, I, well, you sit there and you're going around going, what are, do, does nobody see this? Right. And you're the only one seeing it and you're going, my God, the world's retarded. <laughs> and then you sit there and look at it and you're like, you can't really judge them <laughs> because they've been conditioned into the position that they're in and they're all blind. Mm -hmm. And it really, that's when it really got me going back to the Bible because I was really into the Bible in my younger years, especially going through the trauma, you know, God getting me through. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, I've just got to do it myself. And God went on the back burner. But when you deal with, and you start seeing the world reflecting what God has already said and things that you've studied, it was like, Oh my gosh, they're still blind. God. <laughs> <laughs> has anybody ever, um, asked you, like, I don't know where you sit on this, you know, cause we just started talking a few minutes ago, but, uh, like the spiritual gift of discernment, would you think that maybe this plays into that gift a little bit? I, I think, I think God put this through, we just think, let me put this way. Yes, I do think it, it is that way. I do Was I born that way? No, I think God put me through all the trauma that I went through to, and actually to have that gift. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't, I was not born with that. I had to go through those steps as ugly as it was because God had a plan mm -hmm. and now I'm in the plan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's definitely, I, I hope that makes sense. <laughs> it does. It makes Absolutely. sense. Yeah, I, that was something that um, I went through as a kid where I was the opposite of like, I didn't understand subliminal messages. I didn't understand a lot of things that I learned later. And then now looking back, like a lot of my past makes more sense. And that's something that I did pray for, but I didn't receive it until I was in my 20s. And then now I have it. And I'm like, I wish I didn't have it. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, oh, now everything's kind of heavy. And yeah, not everybody sees what you see, but you just have to trust that you went through it for a reason. Exactly. Yeah. That's why they say don't pray for patience. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I just wish I had that, this, the ability to do body language, like when I go to like buy a car or something. <laughs> Cause you know, they're lying all the time. Well, you don't need body language. You know that they're lying all the time. You don't need that. That's Anything true. they say, you just say, no, nah. that's true. That's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so how did like the website and uh, did you decide to put out the videos and all that stuff? Like, how did you, you find your way onto like, well, I, I, I started on, I started on YouTube and I started it because I, when I realized that the world was blind and I looked at my boys and I didn't want them to be blind mm -hmm. and getting them to learn it, you know, I didn't abuse them. So it's not like they had this great, you know, gift. So I was trying to teach them. I was frustrated. Hmm. So I did a video 
and I recorded it because I didn't have, you know, I had a, a tiny little phone and a laptop. We're not talking like math hardware. And I just did this little screenshot thing and put it on YouTube and I made my boys watch it. <laughs> well, I made it public. So everybody watched it and I didn't post. And I was like, Oh, I'll do this video for the boys. And so when I finally went back to YouTube to uh, put this next video up there for my boys, I apparently had started a job. <laughs> the comments, where have you been? <laughs> I didn't know I started a job. That's amazing. So, That's awesome. Well, it's, it's true, though, because, yeah. like, I remember the first time, I I can't remember with the first video. Somehow, somehow, I I've stumbled across your website. And um, I don't know if it was... I don't know. I don't even remember how it happened. It just happened. And I think it was during the Kavanaugh hearing. Was it the Kavanaugh? I think that. that, no, that. I, yeah. But I just remember I was so mesmerized by how you were like breaking it down. And you're like, yeah, that's that means that means something deeper right there. When he's saying when he's when he's holding his his answer and he's looking this way or whatever. And I was just mesmerized mm -hmm. by how you were breaking this down. I was like, it's absolutely true it's spot on mm -hmm. <laughs> and i was like this is so cool and it's not like some weird th like you know crazy spooky thing it's like literally i'm observing and yeah. making observations and making a you know an assessment based on that which was really cool so if you haven't uh, just to our listener go go check out her website and watch she has just tons of videos just go start watching them find somebody you're familiar with <laughs> watch them and then you'll be amazed it, mm -hmm. it blows you away it really does. Yeah. The uh, well, we we had a YouTube and it got really big, and then the censorship started. We were one mm -hmm. of the first big channels that went down, and that's when we did the website. Yeah. And then my now husband, uh, my partner at the time, he opened because he was over in the UK. He opened uh, Body Language Ghost, and just to see and to drive traffic to the website. And uh, that kind of took off too, but he's hidden the subscriber count so that the leftists don't go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's smart. <laughs> it's working. Good, good. For now, right? Talk about a purge. It's crazy. So let's. Speaking of like purge and all that, let's. Um, what's some of the latest stuff that you've been observing? You want to share anything that's? <laughs> it there's so much to pick from. I'm so excited. So, yeah, well, now that there's the purge, you're, and we don't have Trump anymore, because that's where I usually went just to see, well, if you want to know what's going on, you go to the horse's mouth. Yeah. And the horse's mouth is now gone. Mm -hmm. So, I've been going to uh, some of the people that have been around Trump, uh, like, so far, I just now saw General, the General that I did today, and um, I don't want to name them anymore, but I was looking at them. And I, there's something when you look at somebody and they're trying to hold in information besides mm. their mouth going tight, but you see a little bit of excitement in them. Mm. And you also see with these people, and I mentioned it before, they, you don't see defeat. You do see a lot of stress and anxiety, but there's like this underlying excitement mm. and you can almost hear it in their voice, how excited they are. It's like, oh, this is going to be good. And I think some of them are going to be our cabinet members for this new administration. And then that I found really exciting because it was just like some of the words that they would say. And then looking at their body, I was like, 
Oh yeah, it's getting good. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> so you you believe Trump is going to continue to be a, be the president of the United States? I have no idea how it's going to play out. To be honest with you, I have no idea. Yeah. I mean, Biden could be in for a few months, and then a court date comes through because he still has another one out there. Mm-hmm. That right. Supreme Court date is still out there. Yeah. And then you know he gets kicked out. I have no idea what's going to happen. That insurrection thing may come out. He gets in for a day. Who who knows? Yeah. He may not get in at all. But these people, in their mind, you see it. They're excited. And people that know, when the left is saying they're going to come after you and your family, you don't have a giddiness of excitement. Usually there's defeat somewhere in their body if it's really going down like that. Yeah, And it's not. So Kamala Harris said that. She was the one that said we're going to come after them and their families. I remember, I remember oh, yeah. seeing that. So you you say that the body language she was portraying in that particular speech, where when or as an interview, that she doesn't truly mean that, or is that just a veiled threat? Is that to look bigger, like a peacock, kind of puffing the chest out, the feathers big, or with her? Well, with her and Biden both, it's kind of like looking at puppets. I mean, it really is like looking at puppets. Hmm. That's why I can't stand doing them because when you look at the left, unless you actually find the leader, you're just looking at puppets. And that's why it's like, they're puppets. That's all I see in her puppets. <laughs> and that's all she is. Yeah. She's repeating whatever whoever has given her the line for. So who do you think so, is the leader right now on the left? Uh, well, when I did the squad, I, yeah. I always thought Elam Omar was the, the leader and there was a friction in the squad about who was going to be yeah. uh, the, the actual big kahuna. But at that moment they were looking at Omar. Yeah. Yeah. So then, I, then all the information came out about her brother and they leaked all that stuff and that kind of took her off the table. She's absolutely vicious. You can tell. Yeah. Um, you can tell it just by her eyes. Like when I look at her, they're like just, soulless. Yeah, I was going to say straight up, well, because I think that she's literally a terrorist sympathizer and probably, I mean, um, for real. I don't want to call her a terrorist because she hasn't done anything actions, but I mean, she has that hatred of just America. Of um, So this will be kind of interesting. The only thing that like I pick up on immediately is that super far off, <laughs> I guess, with your assessment. Like, I think. And she's pretty, this isn't, I don't think, like some super um, very wise, you know, like take or like, listen to me, I'm an expert. I think it's because she also says all this stuff that she, how much she hates America. Yeah. Um, Yeah. But. I I, I look at it when I see, my favorites ones to do was when he was doing the uh, State of the Union addresses. Mm -hmm. Because then they're all in there. And that is, if you're going to sit there and look at a crowd and you see who they follow and who they're afraid of, that's when you start looking at who the leaders are. Mm-hmm. And it's funny with the Democrat Party because when you look at them, it's not a leader. Mm-hmm. They're literally, and this goes right back to, you know, the Bible, you know, a house divided or, you know, a house divided cannot stand. They, yeah. they fall. Mm-hmm. And there's so many wanting to be a leader that they may be able to conform but for a human being to want to conform into a group where there's so many people vying for leadership, there's got to be something underlying in that that's the glue because it's not the leadership. Mm. 
So whatever it is could be a common crime, which a lot of people like to allude to. There's a common crime. Another thing, it can be a common goal, and that could be where it's going. But I just don't see them staying together for very long. And as soon as whatever is that underlying glue that's keeping them together, that's when it'll fall. So (laughs) you said when you were talking about earlier, you're like, there's something in their eyes, like they're, there's like they're scared. They're not defeated, but they're scared. They're 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 definitely on on their heels. Is do you think that is because there's things that are going to come out that they're afraid that Trump knows and he wants to reveal? One of the ones that I saw. I don't want to give their names because I honestly think some of them are going to be in some way working for us in a point. And to be honest, I don't think the plan is to let it out of the bag yet. Okay. That, that's how I see it. Yeah. But I see when you see someone kind of teetering and they're, it's almost like a, a shake, but they're like one side and then the other side, it's like their body's mind is on a knife and they're on the edge and they're trying to stay on it. Even That's what their mind's doing. And it's, it's kind of weird. But then that tells me it's like at that moment, whatever they're speaking about is they're trying to stay on the straight path. And so I'm assuming whatever the plan is, they're trying to follow it. Yeah, yeah. And so listening to McInery, I got the idea that, ah, oh, that might be what I'm seeing is plan A may have fell through and they're into plan B. Hmm, okay, okay. So it must have been just so exciting for you when Trump, because when he would speak, because he is like... uh because of his personality, he is the type of guy where it's going to enter his brain, it's going to come out of his mouth. So, there's, yeah. <laughs> there, you know what I mean? There's not a whole lot of filter there. So, what's going to happen is you don't have to do a lot of reading between the lines because um, he's just going to say it. And you know what he, you yeah. know exactly what he's thinking because he's going to tell you. Um, but there are moments when I would watch President Trump and he would be more subdued and it would be almost like, uh, he didn't get an, he was really sleepy because he would be quiet and it was almost like he was reading directly off a teleprompter. He would never go off script, you know. And that, that was the, the last three times we saw him. Yeah. Was he, he was like that. He was, it was extreme stress. I remember I looked over at my husband and I said, it's, it's going apparently not as well as he had hoped because he's very, very stressed. Yeah. And I was, that's what, that's all I could say. Cause he wasn't, um, if the mouth, uh, doesn't go there. And so the body won't go there. Mm-hmm. The mind may go there, which is why you see the stress. But if the mouth doesn't go there at all, then you don't know what the stress is. You just see stress. Yeah. So when you saw him at the rally, did, like I saw snippets of his, of his speech, I wasn't able to watch the thing, you know, the whole thing, um, from the other, from the sixth. And, he was just energized. He just looked like the Georgia rally that we just had. No, the one on the in DC on the sixth before the Capitol. Um, before they went, he was to, not. I, I know he was more energized than he was in Georgia, but he still had that underlying stress. Trump will come in if you if you look at his old stuff. He comes in, and even if he's tired, he comes in kind of tired. But the crowd itself energizes Trump. Yeah. And it, he, he gets excited and he starts moving. <laughs> That's just Trump. Yeah. But Georgia, he was really 
subdued. And I could tell he was not, he didn't, I could tell then that he was not happy with Loeffler. And he was, and I didn't see Purdue, but he, he was, um, I would say he was much friendlier in the direction of Purdue than he was in the direction of Loeffler. Was that before the, I, the phone call came out? I don't Do know the remember? phone call. Remember the, they released the, they released the phone call from him and, and the lawyers and Loeffler and, uh, and Purdue. I think it was, no, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't Loeffler. It was the Georgia commission for the election commission that the whole committee. Oh, no, this was the night, this was the night before the election. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Before, before the senator's election. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah. I, my, so, I got my people mixed up there for a second. So I, uh, looked at him at this rally that he did in DC. And even though he was, a little bit upbeat, upbeat. It was like, I don't know, how would you put it? The one part that really gets me is when he's telling him to go down to the Capitol and he literally, it's like his body wanted to jerk away from it. And I was like, what is that? Hmm. What is wrong with the Capitol? Why, what's, what's going on? And then to find out he left very shortly after just left DC and then they're off going to the Capitol and then Antifa starts in on that or whoever it was and is in on that. And it's like, I wonder if he knew cause yeah. that's what it kind of seemed like. I wonder if he knew. And then, well, the conspiracies, if you want to call them conspiracies, say that he did. Well, he was, what I was told is he was supposed to go to the Capitol to be there when they, when they read the, you know, they made the vote for the electoral college that, that, you know, they confirmed him, but he never showed up. You know, so <laughs> which is probably better that he didn't show up because it would be it would have looked even worse probably. Uh, if, yeah. Um, and who knows what special you know special uh, the his uh, security detail would have done if people were trying to get around and they didn't know he was in the building or something. But um, what do you think? Yeah. Uh, w- I want to move to Pence for a second because he's totally right now. He's so polarizing right now. Um, you know. I heard, and so this body language I, w- I want to get your take on, but I had heard that uh, yesterday Nancy tried to call him and he left her on hold for 25 minutes and then he picked up the phone or he had told her that he couldn't talk <laughs> after she <laughs> made her, after he made her hold for like 25 minutes or something like that. Um, and she really needs I- him to do this impeachment. You know, He needs to be the one to approve that. What's your take on Pence right now? When you watched him in the, you know, on that night of the sixth, when he made the confirmation votes and all that, and do you think he, do you like? I'm just curious. What do you think about him? Well, uh, there is some weirdness that I saw there. I saw a lot of stress. A lot of people, and I'll give you this one first before I go into Pence. And it was when McConnell was speaking, and they, they mm. were saying he's making symbols because he was doing his fingers like this in a circle. Yeah, and I so I was like, oh, okay. And if you zoom in, and of course you really don't know what's going on. But if you zoom out and actually see where people are looking and what's going on, and you see the other guy next to him, he's got his fingers. I mean, it's not just this in a circle. He's got his fingers all tied up and all wiggled around each other, and they keep doing this, both of them, that you can see behind him. And I was like, good lord, that must be their insides. They've literally tied themselves in knots over this. Hmm. McConnell's over there like a leaf looking around. And he's not really standing up tall, even though he, you know, his neck, I don't know what arthritis he has, but he kind of looks turtleish. He's just, <laughs> he's not even, you know, open a little bit, not 
doing his normal. I mean, his baseline is way off. Mm. I was like, what is going on? They're really stressed about this. And if it was just a normal, normal electoral vote, there was no need for any stress, at least in that extreme. And then you look at Pence, cool as a cucumber. You did not, you, you didn't see stress on him in that. You just saw normal Pence. Yeah. I was like, well, everyone else is freaked out, but Pence isn't. That's weird. So what's your take on now that? Now you can, <laughs> I secretly think that this is all part of some weird plan because mm. I can't mentally create a plan in my head on why everyone else would be in knots and Pence would be fine. Hmm. So, because I know the conspiracies of what he did prior with Ryan. I, I do. I've, I've heard that, but I sit there and look at it and I was like, I know from what I've done with him and I've seen him because I did do one with him and uh, what's his name? The singer from, I believe Ireland. I can't remember his name. Okay. Oh no, that's it. Oh, Bono, yeah. And he is just, he, he's, he's a puppy. Pence can be overrun by everyone. He does not stand up to people. His greatest personality quirk is to be able to talk to both sides and agree at that moment on that side and on the other side, agree on that, even though they're total opposite. Hmm. That's Pence because he doesn't like to make waves. So when I saw him with Kamala Harris in the debate and how well he stood up to her, I was like, he literally went against his own personality to stand up to this individual. Something has changed in him for, you know, just really changed because he doesn't stand up to people. So either for someone to, to literally change that part of their personality in such a short time, their life or their way of life or some threat has to justify their mind to change and view that person now as a mortal enemy mm-hmm. to be able to attack them the way that he did. Yeah. And so the, uh, the, the other reason could be is that, well, you couldn't even put a show to that because if it was a show, he would be nervous because he'd be afraid of getting it wrong because the personality would not have changed. And, and that's why I sit there and go through in my mind what would have caused it and everything always comes back to he's now viewed that individual or the plan as the enemy and that is what gives him the strength to stand against it. Hmm. So what he did uh, for this whole boat thing, he was so calm I, I don't know. Do you think I it, have no idea? Do you think that he, you know, because a lot of times people in when they're in a really really tense situation like he, because he's literally to the Republican Party becoming a Benedict, well, to eighty million Trump, you know, voters, the Benedict Arnold of that of for them. He went. Yeah. He he stepped away from the ranks of Trump and literally stabbed him in the back. That's how they look at it, and. um and I can understand it. Do you think that maybe in his mind, he just kind of blocked all of that out and said, this is kind of what I have to do. And, you know, this is, do you think he might've been thinking of his own political, you know, future? No, no, no. Pence said that he was done with politics. Oh, really? I don't think that's, I don't think that's it. I, I, for what you're saying to be true, to be able to block things out, you would have to see them zone out Hmm. in some 
some point. People usually, they'll pick like a focal point to focus on to, and it you won't look like it. I mean, it's subtly, you can see it like they stare off in a direction or they're rubbing their fingers together. I mean, something to distract the mind. Yeah. And we don't see that with him at all. Hmm. And that that's what got me with him. He was just regular pence. Man. And I just was like, what is, what is going, is this some plan? Right. Is this some covert plan? Or was, is he that good of an actor? I was like, no, nah, he's not that good. I've seen him with Bono. He's not that good. Yeah. I think, you know, it, I mean, people that don't have any, any conspiracy bones in them at all would just be like, well, he knows it's over. He knows that Trump can't win. He knows that the courts aren't, aren't going to vote in his favor and it's over. So he's just going to take bite, you know, bite the bullet and just do what has to be done. And, and, you know, unfortunately, you know, Trump's going to hate him for it and he's going to take a huge backlash, but that's his only option. I wonder if that was what he was thinking. Cause he doesn't seem like, he, he seems like a very kind of, um, linear individual. Like he's not real. Trump would entertain people, all kinds of different viewpoints, you know? Yeah. And uh, Pence seemed to be the one that would just agree, agree, agree. Mm-hmm. And that's, uh, that's what I see with him on just about anything when it comes to anyone with a stronger personality, mm-hmm. which is actually scary, just an FYI. When you have someone who will bend that much and you can see them on both sides, that means they'll lie to you very easily to avoid conflict. Yeah. 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 Huh. So that's the other side of that coin. But even when they're lying, you see stress. And so we didn't see stress. And all I can think of is either, again, there's some kind of plan, or he thought, I'm doing this, and I've justified it in my mind. All I'm doing is reading the electors, and it's up to the Congress to throw it back at the state. I'm just doing my part. Yeah. And he could have justified it in his mind for doing that. Yeah. And then you wouldn't see any stress. Like washing my hands, just doing what I have to do. There's not, um, my hands are tied. I gotta have to do this. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Man, that's crazy. So, uh, what do you think about? So, let's go back to Trump for a second. His speech in the in that he gave, you know, he they kind of released it on on uh, video after the riots were or the you know the invasion of the Capitol or the yeah. the welcomed entry to the Capitol from uh, the uh, yeah. What do you think about that speech that he gave? Uh, this is the one where he told everybody to go home, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's very um, robotic. That one, I would say, I mean, I've caught Trump lying and I've caught him being a puppet. And I'd say that time he was a puppet. Huh. He, it, was, it was a puppet talk. He didn't have much feeling in it. It was uh, a distance in his mind. It was, let me get this out. It was kind of like, oh. I don't know. Let me go throw this in the bin real quick and so I can get on with my day. Right. It's just, it's, just, it's so strange to me because Trump it seems he seems like the type of guy where no one can really tell him what to do. Like yeah. this, he comes across like that. So if he's forced into something, I always wonder like who is it that got him to agree to do that? Was it just the rest of his staff or was it Oh no, well it doesn't actually have to be someone pushing him to do that because you can force yourself to do something like I have to do the laundry. Let me just go throw this in real quick. Right. Yeah. It could go in that direction. I have to tell these people 
to go home so they don't sit there and say that I've started a war. Right. Which they and would anyways. Can, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's as simple as it can be. I, I don't know. The thing with, I'm just excited still. I don't think I'll ever be unexcited after seeing how excited everyone is. And I've seen General Flynn's interview with Alex Jones. I love that one. Hmm. Uh, that one was, I have to say, of all the ones that gave me the most hope, it was General Flynn because he's got it in his mind. Although I, I balance that with General Flynn has an idea of how things will go, and he's he's got it like a beeline to make it go that way because he does have the president's ear. But just because General Flynn has a mind that it's going to be that way, you have to remember that's General Flynn's mind, mm-hmm. right? So he's, he may want it to go that way and that's the winning path, but that doesn't mean that that's how it's going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think there's a lot of people that have been in like his circle that have at times felt this is going to happen. It's, and you can tell by the way they talk, they're just great confidence. Um, their tweets, but <laughs> before they were, before they were purged, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But uh, and then and then it's just it's been a roller coaster. It's been a complete roller coaster since November. Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, for th- this is something that just came to me since we were talking about General Flynn, um, and the circle, um, Sydney Powell. Like I'm interested um, when she was doing interviews. Um, I guess it's tougher because now that I'm trying to think about it, most of them I think were over. Or voice only, so, like a, I, like a press conference almost. Yeah, well, oh yeah, I forgot about those the press conferences. Um, so basically, uh, I'll say at least for myself, I know one hundred percent election was stolen. There's stuff I've seen enough stuff. Yeah, that's public. It, I, we can just leave it at that. Like all that stuff I've read, I read through. You know her Kraken report for Georgia and all that stuff, and yeah. I guess as far as like. Giuliani, like during those press conferences and um, with Sidney Powell and like Lynn Wood and Rudy, would you say that they have the evidence or was it just theater? Like, was that all kabuki theater that they were just saying this stuff because they like want people to believe or uh, I guess is your take that they genuinely believe that they had the evidence that they do. I believe they do have the evidence, but like, what do you read from that whole? When I saw uh, Cindy, Cindy Powell and her Kraken statement, when I looked at her at that way, one, when you do body language, you kind of have to divorce the language because when she said it, I was like, is she crazy? (laughs) I just decided. (laughs) (laughs) But her body was like, so cemented and strong mm-hmm. in her conviction of that statement. I was like, well, maybe she is crazy. <laughs> I, you know, more power to you. And then you see the evidence come out later. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I can tell you that their body says they have it. Mm-hmm. They have the evidence. They're very sure on it. When they start using the language of being able to get it in front of judges and courts, you see a lot of fear and stress in that. Mm. And now they've switched their vernacular from speaking about the courts to uh, people, getting mm-hmm. it in front of people, and they have a lot of stress on that one. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to assume because of the purge that they're afraid they're not going to be able to present their evidence even to the people. Yeah. 
which would be the worst part of it. Yeah. Right. Because they were very excited about the legislator hearings that they were having in many different states. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it seemed like they were going to drop some bomb. I mean, they'd always tweet out huge, you know, huge evidence or huge bomb. Mm-hmm. This is going to like this is going to change everything, and and you'd be like, okay, cool, this is great. Let's see what happens, and then nothing would come from it. It was starting to get frustrating because you want something to happen. Because like Rosie, I feel the same way he does, and he's seen way more than I have on anything about this stuff, and I, I just can tell it, it wasn't a an upright election, you know. Yeah. Just but when you have more voters yeah. or when you have more votes than voters, that's pretty much a sign. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's one of the most basic things. I mean, aside from anything is when you look at it and you go, Okay, this county can't have a hundred and fifteen percent yeah turnout. Okay. We just yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. But or well just the rallies. I mean, his rallies yeah. were insane. I mean, we had through our neighborhood a a, mm-hmm. a truck caravan went through, Trump caravan went through our neighborhood. Just on a random Sunday morning, you know, was, I don't know where they were headed, but they came through. There was probably 40 vehicles just, and we, we're kind of like you. I, I live out in the middle of nowhere, kind of, you know, we're, we're, we're west of the city enough to where we can be in the mountains pretty easily. And, uh, they were driving around and you didn't see that ever. I didn't see that for Clinton or Obama or anybody. I didn't, no. you know, you definitely didn't see anything for Biden. You might see a yard sign here and there. You know, so that to me is enough. And the rally that just happened in Georgia and the one on the 6th in the mall in D.C. You know, I happened to be in D.C. on that day and not for the rally. I work happened to work downtown. And so I happened to see how many people were there. It was a ton of people, a ton. I mean, we're talking, I want to say upwards of maybe 100,000 people. Yeah. That many. I, I- you know, speaking of the rallies, I will say when it comes to Trump, he really does have to have those rallies. I know it sounds mm-hmm. really mean to say this, but he does have somewhat of a narcissistic type mentality yeah. personality that he does need that feedback from the people. Because if he doesn't get the feedback, he literally just kind of stops fighting as hard. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it draws back slowly and slowly. And as soon as he gets that rally in, mm-hmm. he's coming at you full bore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he, he has to have them. And that's well, kind of like so much negativity all around yeah. all the yeah. time. So <laughs> it's probably like, wow, here's what the people actually think versus what you're being told that the whole nation thinks, you know? Yeah. And which makes me kind of worried when you sit there and see him go so long without the reinforcement of your troops mm-hmm. that it's like, okay, this is when you start making mistakes. Human beings when they're in that much negativity, as Rachel says, you have to have that uh, reinforcement. And when he doesn't get it, that's just like, okay, now I worry because this is when bad things happen. Mm -hmm. Either of your, you know, not paying attention, your own volition, whatever it is, this is when bad things happen because he's not fighting as hard. Yeah. What do you think about Giuliani? Because I get a weird red flag about that guy. I love Giuliani. <laughs> well, let me put it this way. I like honest people. You could be a dirt bag, and if you're honest, I'm probably going to like you, because at least I know where I stand. Yeah. Hmm. It, I like Comey. I still like Comey. Why? Because hmm. at least I know where I stand. Yeah. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I, I know where I stand. I'm not his friend, and I might as well just you know keep my front to him and not my back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Giuliani, I, he likes a fight. 
Mm-hmm. That's the personality that I see from him. He likes a fight, and he's very particular in the kind of fights that he likes. He likes the got you from behind kind of fight. Hmm. If Sur- that makes surprise, sense, like a surprise attack kind of thing. I wouldn't even call it a surprise attack because he wants you to see it coming. Oh, that's what he likes it. You see it coming, and he still stabs you in the back. Hmm. That's what he likes. I mean, and it's, and I don't mean to stab you in the back like a malicious thing, but in a fight situation, see, I told you I was going to get you, and I did. Mm-hmm. That's what I said, Julian. Okay. And it, yeah, he's he's scrappy guy. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that he sounds- was he was sweating like crazy. His hair was melting. Remember when they had the? Did you see the? Well, I look at him when you see someone who can't lift their arms too much like this yeah. and this turtling you're starting because of the medical background that I do have you're starting to see some medical issues it's like uh, Larry Kudlow people mm-hmm. like when he swore was like I don't think he's drunk I think he's got some kind of medical condition because nothing else in there says that and if you start to look at him the kind of belly form that he has and the way he walks and some of the way his fingers are bent mm-hmm. there's something medically going wrong with him and I think <laughs> The same thing's going on with Rudy as far as um, the sweating and things of that nature. I don't know what medical issue it is, but it's something. Hmm. Cool. I mean, that makes sense for a guy that's that old. Seven, he's like 70-something, <laughs> isn't he? Yeah, it's definitely, at least in his yeah. mid to late 70s. That's the other thing. I, I just couldn't believe how, how much vitality Trump seems to display mm-hmm. for his age. I mean, the guy. Yeah, I can say every, I mean, I went back years on him uh, looking to see how he was and how he has changed. Well, if he even changed Mm -hmm. from his young man to an old man. And he's always been turtled and hunched over. But you'd never know it that he, that was his natural posture. You know, usually if you're always like this, you end up that way because you don't move. Yeah. He must do something outside of us watching him that keeps him limber. (laughs) Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, let's um let's talk about have you watched the infamous funeral uh situation with the envelopes? <laughs> oh, the John, oh John McCain's funeral. No, it was that was George Sen- it was George Senior's oh, funeral. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Bush's Bush. Bush's uh Yeah, I saw the envelope thing, but I I, I didn't see anything that would say these people were like, oh, they weren't in fear. I, the body language, all it said was annoyance. Hmm. There was universal body language from everyone that was flipping through there was annoyance. Hmm. There was no fear. There was no stress. It was just annoyance. I don't know what it was. It could have been a donation letter for all I know. Yeah. But all it was was annoyance. I, I don't know what it was. The 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 one that got me was Jeb. Did you see Jeb's response? I think so. He just yeah, he looked aghast. <laughs> like he was like almost like, "Oh my gosh, what is happening?" That was Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then what's it was it Bush's wife? I can't remember her name. Looks at it, she's like she Yeah. throws her head around. <sighs> yeah, she kind of rolled her eyes. Stop being dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Nothing much there. Let's talk about our our uh, uh, on the podcast. Our, one of our favorite guys, Doctor Fauci. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's so, he's lied and he's 
he's changed his story so many times about masks and about vaccines and about, you know, slow the spread, all that stuff. So when you watch him, can you tell when he's lying pretty quickly? Uh, the thing with body language, why? One of the things that I, I tell everybody, especially in the classes and the streams and everything is, the first thing you want to do if you really want to know what's going on is you, you need to figure out the personality. What kind of person are you dealing with? Because the personality is going to drive the body tells mm -hmm. because body tells are unique one to people and especially to certain personalities. Like that's just how it is. Yeah. And so when I see Dr. Fauci and he smiles all the time, Yes, he's just smiling all the time. Only fools smile <laughs> like either he's a fool or he's a snake mm -hmm. uh, I like that song that I put in one of my uh, would never smile at a crocodile don't you and it's you know they're gonna eat you yeah. that smiling crocodile's coming for you and that's what I see with him so knowing that and he's always smiling at you and he's always bouncing he's up and down he's always bouncing I was like so we got an excessive amount of energy because somebody who's smiling for no apparent reason whatsoever at something that really shouldn't have smiles if it's as serious as he says mm -hmm. those are things to say I need to pay attention to you very closely hmm. and take what you say as a grain of sand because there's mm. you're you're not behaving correctly. You're not behaving in a very um, human type way. Yes. You're out to deceive. And that's that's the very start of it. So when he says, you know, things like, oh, mask, you don't need them, and then, oh, you have to wear a mask. But every time now, we've got a smiler, we've got somebody who's bouncing around all the damn time. And now, <clears throat> he's got two different stories, but on each of those two different stories, he's got the same body language. Hmm. There's no concern, which does not match the situation. And he's portraying, which is an exaggeration of body movement like an actor would do, which is definitely like, okay, so you're just lying to me. Then mm -hmm. you put those together. I always tell people you need more than one tell to say that's what it is. Yeah. So if you got more than one tell and they all point in that direction, guess what? It's that. Do you think he has the confidence of knowing that people are going to listen to him or view him as a figure to respect whether or not he's saying something that contradicts an earlier statement? Like, do you think that he has that confidence that no matter what I say, they're not going to fire me, even if people are putting stuff together that isn't making sense? Because I watched a video that he did the other day where he was like, it was just an interview. He looked like he was tired of doing interviews and had done so many. And so he, people were asking him like, okay, if you get the vaccine, do you still have to wear the mask? And if you actually listen to what he's saying, he's saying that the, there's no proof that the vaccine stops any kind of viral infection. There's no proof that it gives any, um, uh, protection at all. And that's why you have to keep wearing the mask and you have to keep wearing the mask because, you know, most of the population or a big portion of it isn't getting vaccinated. So like which one works and why do we have to keep doing both? And if one obviously doesn't work, why is it being pushed? So that, those are my questions, but he just looked like he was like so done with the interview. And then also 
was like contradicting. Like they were asking him a question. He's like, well, yes, but, but then he would say the total opposite of what they had just asked. And it was like, the person wasn't even registering it. It was like, you know, maybe one of five interviews or something that he had to do that day. And it was really interesting, like knowing that people will still respect him and they'll still keep interviewing him no matter what he says. Did you notice when he, when he does things like that? Cause it's not just that one, but when he does things like that, he's kind of bouncy. Mm-hmm. He just kind of, he does it like a jerk or he's, he <laughs> just moves that yeah. jerkiness. When you get the mind actually battling two sides and that's what you see. That's mm-hmm. a battle of two sides. And if you didn't know the background of it at all, that's all you would say is, uh, he's contradicting himself and you can literally see his mind and his body fight it out. Hmm. So they don't even agree, which is your biggest tell of that deception. Hmm. Okay. Now why they don't agree, which is why body language is an art like martial arts yeah. is because the background, if you did the background on him and you saw he's got money coming from one side and money coming from the other side, there's the vaccine money and then there's the mask and the agenda money mm-hmm. and they're contradicting themselves at the moment and you have to make them marry hmm. and the body knows this and the body fights because hmm. I, I find it when you find a human being that can lie to you so easily and not blink an eye and no tells whatsoever you have found the devil <laughs> yeah. so when I see people that actually do you know, combat themselves. Like there is some humanity left in them. Hmm. There is some hope. <laughs> You're more generous than I am. <laughs> that guy, well, you know, he's made my life hell for the past. Uh, We're year. just convinced. We we already wrote him off as a lizard person anyway. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, you know, you have to answer to God for your sin, but you know, he does look like one of the people that God has given him every opportunity to uh, amend himself prior to meeting him. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Well, yeah. God's good at that. <laughs> so what about, I'm going to throw some names out, just curiosity. We haven't talked about her yet. And my least favorite person in Congress, Nancy Pelosi. Oh, Oh, Nancy Pelosi. I think she's uh, done some real damage to herself neurologically. Mm. I have no idea what it's from. It could be from the alcohol. I know that's a rumor as far as how much she drinks. It's it's true. (laughs) It's not a rumor. It's not a rumor. It's true. I would just say that. That, um, yeah, that she definitely looks like she has the signs of the damage from that Mm -hmm. and obviously when you have that kind of damage you're not mentally there anymore Mm -hmm. so now you're getting someone who's really relying on the part of their brain that unfortunately controls greed and self important self is self-satisfaction basically and that person is very easily driven as far as from other people if you know where to hang the carrot they're going to chase it So I don't think she's the ringleader. I think someone's got a carrot and she's chasing it and she's going to, she'll kill herself trying to get that carrot because of all that brain damage. Mm -hmm. That's that's actually a great assessment. Uh, Yeah. I never really viewed her as the leader. You know, we were earlier, we were talking about who's the leader of the democratic party, you know, or the left. I never viewed her as, as the leader, even though she's kind of the figurehead, you know, for the most part. Um, I mean, when she, 
did the theatrics of ripping up the speech, you know, after the State of the Union address that Trump gave the last time. And uh, just the, un- that that was just so unbelievably absurd to me. Just like, yeah. like for years we heard respect, respect the office, respect the office, right? When Obama was, you know, uh, president and you disagreed with something like you can, you need to respect the office. You don't have to like him, but respect the office. Like you don't hear any of that come through. And then you see, no. you see a shenanigan like that. So it makes sense to me that when you say she's she's got the, she's easily led around by a carrot because she does want it, it, I I okay tell me if I'm wrong I get the sense that she desperately wants to leave a a mark on history of this amazing you know uh political woman who fought the fought all you know got herself in position and all of that like I feel like that's what she wants to leave is like some kind of legacy you don't get that uh, well, it's 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 more complex than that. Take the carrot, okay? Who's ever got the carrot has got big pockets, and they represent uh, prestige and power, mm. okay? And that carrot yeah. now, because the person who's got it now represents prestige and power, and so she's chasing that carrot, and that carrot is leading her through these doors, and mm. just by default, prestige and a mark comes with it. It could be leading her to be St. Mary if the carrot had what she wanted, and she'd go do that. Gotcha. It's not necessarily about making a mark on history or anything of that nature. It's because the carrot is attracting her. Yeah. So you think it's power? What do you think it is? Just the money? What do you think is the carrot right now? Well, if I go into conspiracy, it's China. And mm-hmm. China says, go and do this, and you shall be a wealthy woman and live um, um, pampered. Because if you notice, and I liked that video, the, the very one where she's going through the spa. Because mm-hmm. you really got to see how you interact with the help. Mm-hmm. Not that they're you know lower than her, but how she interacts with them. And that's where she put them as the help. And that's what she likes. And what takes her to that position. China is promising that position. What does she have to do to get to that position? I got to be the boss. Hmm. And that's why the carrot is leading her to make a mark. She'll take it. Oh, yes, that's what I'm doing. I'm making a mark on history. Servants. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. So is Biden absolutely senile? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I've worked with a lot of dementia patients, and he reminds me of the beginning stages. Yeah. That's what he reminds me of. Yeah. He's, He's not gone. He's not completely gone because he's not all there either. Yeah. Well, we know they're pumping him full of adrenochrome to keep him alive. <laughs> Get him there. Get him across that finish line. Yeah, that's Just right. stand there. <laughs> so I had a question. This is going back to Nancy Pelosi. I thought about this. I don't know if we fully asked it this way, um, but like one of the very, um, I guess, as far as my, I don't know, humble uh I don't know, view on politics or the way that I interact with it or my understanding of it or whatever was, it was, it was very interesting because she, Nancy Pelosi embodied this old corrupt, like American style. And it's not even American style. It sucks to say it. Cause it, cause it has like been old school, it's now our like old, old school kind yeah, of, but it's like, um, she's been in politics for freaking ever. Yeah. And you don't stay in politics forever if you're not a conniving, like 
always chasing after something that, um, and I think the thing about the carrot in particular, um, the only reason that I think that you can correct me if I'm wrong on this. The only reason that she's still, um, chasing after it is because either there's been smaller carrots given to her before that she knows that they're almost like this uh, Pavlov's dog thing (laughs) where she's gotten some carrots before. So she's like, I can see that this one's really big, but they've been good to me in the past. And the carrots are always really good, even if they're not as good as this one, but I know that it's worth it. So I'm going to keep trekking on. That's why she's in Congress. You you know, you don't stay in Congress for 40 years or whatever. Right. Yeah. Being, you know, some kind of like Ilhan. Oh, this is what I was going to go with. So she represents this old style of like, I just want to be rich. Just leave me. Uh, you know, you peasants, you know, I'm going to decide this kind of stuff. But I don't think she, I think in one way she does hate America, but at the same time, Amer- being in American politics has allowed her to get rich and pampered and all this oh, stuff dude. from outside money that's not American. I'll just say that. Well, um, oh, uh, not to cut you off. Yeah, please, please. But remember um unfortunately when you have the left usually has an emotional mindset right and when you are so emotional logic really takes a back seat and that which is what which is why they're so easily led Mm -hmm. and that is why any carrot is so easy for them to follow even if they're destroying themselves yeah so when you see elam omar yeah she really hates america she's got that deep hate Mm mm-hmm but yeah, it's so good too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she believes because the emotions say, and the pattern says, well, even if it falls, I'll still have mine. Mm-hmm. And which you, is the worst possible <laughs> attitude you could ever have. Yeah, and that was That's, actually literally exactly where I was going with it. Is this? I was trying to set up the explain the difference between what I think Nancy Pelosi is that she hates. She hates America, but she also likes America. She doesn't want America to destroy because then she wouldn't have her life that she has. She doesn't really want to live in Syria or something like that and see (laughs) the death of America. Right. But at the same time, like, I think, so you had this battle of, like, the the squad was coming in that really do hate America. Like, when I was talking about Ilhan Omar being a terror like that, like, I think she would... I'm not going to, I was going to say something. I'm not going to say it, but I think she would be willing to go down with the ship uh, in more ways than one to see the destruction of America. Is that a good way to put it that I won't get into trouble for? Yeah. Um, I don't think, I don't think she'd go that far. Really? I I think she's gotten, well, I think she's gotten used to the money. She may have been that way when she first got in, but she's gotten used to the money. So hmm. like any good Democrat, they're going to find a fall guy. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. I saw her uh, driving down, coming out of the Capitol back in the summer. Did you really? She had a cigarette in her hand, in her mouth, and uh, it was like a S- Wait, black SUV. Wait, cigarettes haram? Haram? I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Probably. <laughs> the body is a temple. Yeah. <laughs> I've read the Quran too. I mean, it's supposed to, it's, it, it marries the Bible very closely. It's unfortunate that they politicalize it. I know some history on it as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, did you know that in order to get the Muslims to fight Hitler, because they didn't want to, they said, you know, if God wants us all to die, then we all die. Hmm. So they had to change the meaning in the Quran to get them to fight. 
Now, I cannot remember the word for it because it's been that long, but I know it's the martyr word. The jihad? Jihad. Uh, they changed the meaning of jihad. That's the only word they had to change yeah. so that now they would begin to fight because jihad back in the day just meant, you know, the struggle of life. Right. And that, see, they've been messed over as much as Christianity is being messed over. And unfortunately, I think for them, it's almost permanent. Yeah. Because it is so great. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got some other names. You want to go through some other names real quick? Yeah. All right. Um, this one's not as, as, uh, this is just a, a guy I happen to, I, I like this guy. Uh, and I think he's, Blake, I think he's 100% honest. Tucker Carlson. Mm, good question. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson. I do like <laughs> Tucker Carlson. He's very logical and I, I appreciate that in him. And because he is so logical, when you have someone on either side of the spectrum and not a good middle, they tend to lose sight of things. Hmm. But I, I do like him. He's, and what I mean by that is I have caught him being a little snakish, but not in the sense of I'm trying to take you down, but I don't think you're smart enough to understand it if I gave it to you straight out. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. I've seen him. He'll get that laugh. A little bit, yeah. And <laughs> no, yeah, it's exactly it, yeah. But the best is his scowl when he just looks at them. He asks them a serious question. He's just like intense. It's like he's trying to like look through them. Uh, and I can't figure out if he's if he's dissecting what they're saying or if he's seeing if their narrative is going to line up with what his worldview is. Like, is that a natural or, scowl? Like, is that just him yeah, doing I, it? I think he's I think his brain is actually working at that moment. He is viciously going through his mind at that moment. Like, I'm going to get you in a minute. Shut up. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm going to get you. <laughs> Was he, wasn't he like, like that face though? He's like, are you actually saying and believing in what you are saying right now? Because this is how I'm about to basically destroy your argument. But also like, do you realize do you realize how you sound yeah, and yeah. you're continuing to talk that way? So, I mean, if somebody starts looking at me that way, I'm like, oh my gosh, I totally forgot what I was saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they, they they don't miss a beat. They just keep going. It's like, dear Lord, can they not see him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. For real. Yeah. So that was one guy that, uh, and the fact that he's single-handedly holding that network up right now on his back. Yeah, <laughs> nobody's that's, watching anything else. That's very true. <laughs> they just can't. They can't stomach it. Um, no, I will say there's at least one other good show yeah, on Fox I, that I, think, I will say that is pretty I, good. Sunday night has a great show. Sunday night does have a great Sunday show. Sunday night has a great show. Um, What's it? Levin America. Life, Liberty and Levin. Life, Liberty Levin. Yeah, that's a great show. Anyways, <laughs> I just I'm sorry. I don't watch it on Fox. I'll sit there and those shows. I've actually have them in my uh, uh, news feed. I have a Hulu and it's like, oh, click. So I don't yeah. ever watch them live. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, anymore, these shows are usually, a, they're half a day behind anyways. Mm -hmm. Just because yeah. the news, it's so much with the internet now, it's just, okay, so I got a guy, Kanye West. Hmm. This guy, I have so much interest in this guy. I have it, uh, I've been told he's in the Illuminati. I've been told he's a true believer. Um, so uh, you talk about jihad, the, the struggle, if he is an Illuminati <laughs> and he got saved, you know, then he's got this internal struggle that he's probably dealing with. But, 
I'm curious about Kanye. I am too. (laughs) (laughs) The only thing I get from Kanye, when I watch him, I see a whole lot of guilt. Hmm. And I always wish Hmm. somebody would say something to him on different subjects so we could find out where the guilt was, or at least so I could find out where the guilt is. Hmm. But whatever it is, it is this guilt that he carries on him. And it's usually, usually, I believe it is the reason why you see him act the way he does. Hmm. So I, that's actually, I, I don't know that's huge. So, you know, I don't know if you know his history much at all, but, you know, his mom died uh, when he was younger. And, oh, actually, he was probably a teenager. He was, no. He was, was he 20? He was like a, a, a big He was already deep. known. Yeah, he was okay, already known. Okay, yeah. yeah. But I watched him on Joe Rogan's interview a couple, like what, two months ago or so. And he was he was going to run for president. He was, his name was going to be on the ticket. And then... He's now into this whole like homesteading thing where he's going to like he's bought some land and he's going to basically build a self-sufficient utopia kind of place for him and his kids um, to get off grid, which I actually think is a great idea. I mm-hmm. think we should all do that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> <laughs> if I could, if I had the money to do that, I would be so down with that right now. But uh, but what w- in the interview, he just had this... Um, it was a sense of like, of a, a new, like enlightenment. I don't know how to say, like it was like enlightenment, like a new vision, like something like I hadn't seen him in the past. Mm. In the past, he was just angry at somebody because he didn't feel like that he was getting what he was deserving. Like, you know, right. when he went up to Taylor Swift and said, you know, when, during this, I don't know if you saw that back in the day when she got, yeah, got the Grammy or whatever. And he's mm-hmm. like, but so that that was what he always interests me the guy is he's like um i don't know why because i don't even like his music that much like i'll listen to it but it's yeah. not it's not my preference but he is he's is brilliant i feel like yeah i know people like him who are brilliant and sometimes it they don't make sense and maybe maybe partly that's the bipolar but they are brilliant and they mm have a lot of they have a lot of stuff going for them and yet they also have to deal with the I don't know the competing well, drives their competing drives I guess look at his life and you're you're dealing with someone who obviously has something mentally off okay mm-hmm. and I'm looking at him and I see some guilt thing that is really eating at him and then I see how he lives. Now, if you have a burden of guilt, no matter what it is, you live a luxurious lifestyle and your wife, well, I hate speaking ill of people, but she's very superficial. (laughs) (laughs) And you have everything and you know that he knows about the hard life Mm -hmm. as he watches other people. And then he's begging them to come to God. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like that, that. That's not a good mix for someone who's got something mentally off with them. And whatever the guilt is, I don't think he'll ever truly heal as a human being until he starts to love himself. Hmm. Because whatever the guilt is is stopping him from that. Hmm. So the, the, he'll be he'll be Kanye being crazy until he figures maybe, his issues. Maybe his guilt is because he was he joined the Illuminati. Maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah. made a made a huge eternal de- decision that was not wise. Do you want to have? Do you want to have? A, you want to hear my Kanye theory? Yeah. Since I, I the do. homesteading thing, I did call as soon as he. I thought he. I called that. 
Oh, you way. called that? Yeah. Okay. I was like, he's going to go full boogaloo mode. Like, <laughs> anyway, this is, I, I think it was really interesting in the most maybe emotional, but at the same, anyway, this is my, my theory of the guilt is because I know the, the, his mom really, when she died, he kind of lost it. Yeah. He was not emotionally ready to handle that. And I haven't gone through that, so I can't say anything about that, but, um, I kind of have the feeling like when he was talking about the fact that he, they almost aborted his daughter, was it? His? Mm. Oh yeah, I remember that. I my Kanye West theory. You heard it here first. I've not heard. I think the, the guilt is that he probably has forced a like not forced a girl, but went along paid, paid with for. an abortion yeah. in the past. He before. may have. Yeah. Hmm. Would that kind of because. That interview is the first time that he like really broke down and it was like a really big thing. It, 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 I want to say after his conversion thing, like that seemed like a real pivotal point that a lot of people pointed to. And then, well, if that is, and then he's a dad, and now he's got his children, yeah. and he realizes, you know, that's a little person. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, that's actually a good. That's a great insight. Yeah. yeah, that was. Hmm. Hmm. I didn't see. know that about him at all. Yeah, yeah, oh. no, I, I, that's just a guess. I, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that he comes out later and says, you know, I had a child that, you know. Anyway, sorry, I didn't want to get all on that, but that, that's like <laughs> that's just no, what that's... came to my head when you're talking about the guilt, and my brain kind of put that. But yeah. okay, I got two more names. <laughs> okay, <laughs> these ones are going to be interesting, but. Uh, one of them I like a lot. One of them I don't like at all. <laughs> uh, one of them. So I'll start with. We'll start with the one I don't like the most, and that's going to be our. We call him Bal Gates. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Baal as in Baal, the evil satanic <laughs> <laughs> idol, pagan god. What do you? What, what's going on with Bal Gates? Is he literally a psychotic, uh, you know, superhero villain? Like you know, with a bat cave and trying to like. Remember, what I told you about the you know the person that could lie to you and it, nothing happened. Yeah, that's him. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Him. It's like you are the doomed. You are the damned walking the earth, and God mm-hmm. has marked you for doom. Yeah, <laughs> I agree this with is that. like, I, I look at him and it, and the glee that comes out of him as his plan is unfolding is mm-hmm. like oh cringeworthy and the I guess we shouldn't completely judge him until well it'll probably never happen but I would be very curious if he was shown the consequences of what he's done to people Hmm. and if he actually takes that in that I would be curious to see if there's any kind of emotional or empathy that he gives towards anyone Hmm. because being away from it and just be like oh well that's that's part of that's collateral damage it has to be that way because, you know, it'll be better. Trust me. A few have to die for everyone to be okay. Right. Yeah. And you can kind of justify that in your mind. So it would be very interesting if it ever, there's a point that his consequences that he's put on the planet were given to him to actually, you know, see and to see if he has any empathy for anyone, hmm. but he, you don't care. Yeah. I will. And, s- I mean, he's put at one of, sorry, Rosie, he's put as one of his goals is, like in order to beat climate change and mm-hmm. to raise life value, you have to depopulate or reduce the number of people. 
people. And so if he's already like, if that's one of his goals, he obviously is feeling no remorse in the steps mm-hmm. that he has to take to get there. So mm-hmm. there's a, a lack of a value of life that I see anytime I'm hearing him talk about that kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like uh, the means justify the end or whatever, however that phrase goes. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, um, <laughs> you ruined it. I was going to make a really uh, bad joke and then get serious, but I was going to say, uh, uh, we can't, we shouldn't be uh, speaking so ill of a guy who literally made a uh, perfume out of poop. Oh. I don't know if you guys knew that. He, uh, that's that's a big contribution. Well, he wants to, to uh, eat it too. He wants to make food out of it. He does. Yeah. Um, he's, listen, hey. So I'm just saying, if he figured out and he gave uh, all these sub-Saharan Africans that he, he's down there, I know for 100 percent fact from people that I know that worked there that they are forcibly forcibly vaccinating and. Um, sterilizing yeah. women down there yeah, yeah. At, directly from him um, and the fact that he does want to kill all these people down there and he doesn't care about it and his father was uh, the president of Planned Parenthood for d- decades mm-hmm. um, I think we should still look the other way because he gave us the, per, the perf- poopy, perf- poopy perfume. perfume that smells good that was made out of poop so that, that was going to be my whole joke <laughs> but uh Anyways, I'm sorry. <laughs> Poop fume. Poop fume. Yeah. Eau toilette. I, I just want to add something to uh, that when we sit there and talk about, you know, uh, their personalities and what's driving them and why he has no empathy. Is when you take someone, and Nancy Pelosi's the same one. Hmm. All of them. If I sit there and reinforce, reinforce my belief by going to the worst of humanity and saying, this is what I'm cleaning up and ignore the actual good part of humanity that's having the consequences, mm. then yes, they're not going to have any empathy. It's like, I oh, know I'm getting rid of the bad ones. The good ones are fine. I think. <laughs> I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. And that I, helps them to get through what they're doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows what helps them to get, maybe their soul has just been removed from their body, but, um, well, they could just be all Satan worshipers. Yeah. 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 Well, that's well, not, I mean, I've seen plenty of people who are fully justifying, they fully justify abortion. They fully justify euthanasia. They're in healthcare and they see it as a way to help people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I, I was just going to say like yeah. that it, there are some areas where yes, things get gray, but it's, it boils down to, the value of life and if maybe is that the only option and maybe it's the only option that you're considering um but i mean like if i was trying to face something like that like i would have peace in my decision to choose life or to choose maybe a different means because i do understand the value of life and i'm also like okay with my days being numbered but when you're trying to explain that to somebody who doesn't have the same value like who understands the inherent value of a human life it's it's a different conversation. Um, so it's just, it's hard sometimes, but like when there are people who are more calloused and they don't have a value of life, then they can make those decisions for people just fine. And they don't have remorse. about it. I was, um, you made a very, very good week. You started what I was going to add on to. (laughs) Thank you, Rachel. But, um, I was also going to say, you know, I've seen, uh, people on their deathbeds and their life is extended artificially for years and they're pretty much just a laying vegetable. And that is not a quality of life that you'd Mm want to see. And it's kind of like I, and we as nursing have all had the conversation, you know, 
what do you do? What do we agree with? And not that we're killing anyone. Don't ever think that, but it's, I wish they wouldn't put them on a feeding tube. They've extended misery. Mm -hmm. I wish they wouldn't, um, put them on a hydration or have a DNR for this person or not a DNR, but the, um, the opposite of DNR. I'm having a brain fart at the moment. And it's kind of like, don't do that. You're, you're just, you're extending this person's misery. They have no life. They're 80 years old. Their brain is gone and they're in the fetal position 24 mm-hmm. seven. And so I can kind of see it from that point, but I wouldn't want to be the one making the decision on a take it, but I certainly wouldn't help extend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. There, well, I'll just throw this in. There's a difference between what you just described and what Rachel described and what Bill Gates is doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's literally Dr. Evil. How can I, how can I change human DNA so we can hook them up to the Neuralink with, you know, and, and make them our slaves? I mean, literally that's, I, I guarantee you those thoughts have crossed his mind. Like, you know, yeah. okay. We'll end on a good note. I think, I think I know who this person is. Oh yeah. Who, who do you think it is? Does it start with an E? No. Oh, okay. But I was thinking Elon, but okay. uh, no, I. Oh, I like him. You like him? <laughs> okay, good, we'll, good. We'll we'll do another. Let's let's do Elon, and then I'll do my last one. Go. Elon is a strange guy, but I do like him. I think he's autistic. Oh I, yeah, I, I, I've got oh. an autistic son, and one hundred percent. He's a uh, seventeen, and he's autistic. And when I see Elon and the way he moves and, and the way he acts, and even his um, goals that mm-hmm. he sets for himself. He just seems like a savant autistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I see from. They're very honest. They actually have a lot of empathy. People don't think autistic people have feelings, but they have very deep feelings. They mm-hmm. just don't know how to express them very well. And he seems to be one of those people. He just wants to make the world better. Unfortunately, if you try to make it better, you usually end up messing it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, he's going to be interest. I think he's going to be instrumental here too in the next uh, five to ten years. I think he's on our side. So overall, you think he's on our side? He's on the side of good. <laughs> I, I think he's on. I think he's on our side. I think he does understand that humanity uh, does it best, and that mm-hmm. the only thing you can do for humanity is to give them the best tools, and mm-hmm. they usually make the best decisions. Hmm. Which is ironic because he's building everything robotic and you know he's yeah well that's his whole uh, yeah that's a really interesting thing that he's making all this crazy new stuff and at the same time he'll sit there for like decades and he's just been like we can't use ai we don't need ai like ai is going to kill us all (laughs) but he's literally building it doing bleeding edge like ridiculous (laughs) insane stuff but it's not ai so i mean that's the thing that's That's a really interesting point that yeah at the same time he it's like he's so determined to fight against AI that, yeah, he's giving stuff to humans so that we can, like, combat... Not, not, not need it, yeah. ...the, the th- growing threat. That's interesting. Although yeah. transhumanism is a very wealthy... It's like a very oh, yeah. lucrative thing. Um, okay, so here's my last one. Melania Trump. Melania. Melania, yeah. Melania, Melania. Oh, poor yeah. Melania. Yeah. She's a very beautiful woman. She's got so much grace. And I bet you she's got the biggest and baddest attitude that there is. That's what I was wanting to know because that's, I've always sensed that you get behind closed doors, you don't want to cross her. You do not want to go. But I don't think it's going to be one of those things where, you know, she's running around with daggers, going to stab people. It's more or less, 
I want to be your friend. I want to be your friend. Oh, you stabbed me. I cut off your head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I get from her. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, I really like you. I am really trying to be your friend. Don't get angry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so like in the same way, I think this is like a perfect distinction with like, Nancy Pelosi, like with the help. And that's like always one of those things where like a tip, they always say like, you know, if you want to know how someone is as a person, like watch how they treat people who they are. And I'm using air quotes, like they are better than, or in a position of higher authority in class or wealth or life, wealth or life or whatever have you, the situation. So like, look how they treat wait staff, look how they treat, Bus boys, how do they, you know, like that's a real easy one. You go to eat and watch how they just basic, basic interaction with people. I kind of feel like Melania, like what you said is she, you know, she's, I don't want to say, it almost seems like an Eastern European like stereotype of like those women are very uh, opinionated. They're not scared and they'll like, they'll beat some ass if they have to. Like, you know, she's like, (laughs) let's go. I don't care. Like, I'll fight you. Like, yeah, for what I believe. But But I don't think very. Right. So yeah. I, I think, you know, from everything that I realized, I never hear anything about her mistreating staff or anything like that. So yeah, is and, that what you would agree with that? She's probably like a, like treats people like, I think I well? think looking at her and seeing how she interacts with people, she treats them according to their station. And I, and I don't mean that in an ugly way. If you are a preacher, she gives you the respect of a preacher. If you are the maid, she gives you the respect deserving of a maid because and I'll, I'll elaborate on that. So you don't think ill. The maid is there to do a job. And at the same time, it's servicing you, which makes them lower than you. But it's not like I'm going to sit there and throw my trash in the floor. I'm going to pick up after myself and not make the burden that you have greater than it needs to be. Yeah. Understand that yeah. way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like she recognizes her position and it understands that it's um, that it's a gift, if you will. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't feel like she does. She's not entitled. Mm-hmm. I guess is the she doesn't see. Yeah, entitled. she looks as it as a job. This is my position. This is my station in this White House, and I am to fulfill it. Yeah. It's like the cook. His station is to do that, and I'm going to ask him for that. I'm going to be respectful and not call him at three o'clock in the morning for some trouble, but that's his position. And I will be gracious in that respect. And that's what I see from her, but I certainly would not want to cross her. She would not be very nice. (laughs) Well, it makes you wonder too, like what kind of woman could really rope in Trump? (laughs) That's true. (laughs) You know, yeah. I mean, he's, this is his fourth marriage. So, you know, it makes you wonder, like, what what did she have that the other ones didn't? Unless he just settled down a little bit. Yeah. I do. I will right, say it might have been both. It might have been, yeah. you know, because well, like anybody, if you're in a marriage and it's not and it's not fulfilling, you're going to look outside of it. Yeah. But if you're in a fulfilling marriage, and I and, and um, I should say a mature marriage where you both know you have to work on it, mm-hmm. and he may have been immature in his youth, and now he's mature and realizes. I have to work on this. I mean, she's strong enough to one, keep him interested. And at the same time where she fails, he is saying, yes, I'm going to work on this. I'm not going to give up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a great, that's, that's probably pretty spot on. Yeah. 
I and felt. I, I felt, was gonna say it's awesome. Just you can tell how much she loves Baron too. Like she's super protective of him, and that's. I think that shows a lot too that she's, like anyone comes after him anyway. She's just mama yeah. bear, like to the max. Yeah, she is. I think. <laughs> I think Trump. It, you know, when you think about the four years, I feel like he there was a, a change in him. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like he did grow in his, like there's still times when he would talk and I'd be I'd be so cringy I'd be like oh why did you have to say that mm-hmm. or why did you have to say it that way <laughs> you know like why couldn't you just just hold back a little you know um but I did notice that it was less and less of that as we got forward and and I don't know if it was just I was getting used to him hmm. and and like I agree I mean I think when he would say when he would just dog on the press I totally 100% agreed with him and I was like, like Jim Acosta, when he would just <laughs> make fun of him and just yeah. ignore him, I was like, he, the guy deserves it. Yeah. The guy absolutely deserves it. Like, you know, and so I don't know if I was just getting more on Trump's side or if it was, he was growing, maybe it was a little bit of everything happening, you know? I, I think you, I look at it from uh, natural human nature. People don't change, they get comfortable. So you have gotten comfortable with Trump hmm. and Trump has gotten comfortable in the position that he now holds. Hmm. And then he'll calm down a little bit cause he's not trying so hard mm-hmm. and you'll give him more leeway because you know who he is. Hmm. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. 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 Cause I had that, the office image of him from, or the apprentice image of him, not the office, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different show, <laughs> but the apprentice. And I used to watch the apprentice, you know, and, and, that was my image of Trump when he came into office. I was like, this guy, he's going to make you fired. You're fired. You know, like he would, he was the, he was the ax man, you know, mm-hmm. on the show. And that was his role on the show, obviously. But, um, he was very different than that as a president. Yeah. So well, the- hope, hopefully he'll continue to be our president, but I don't know, man. Yeah. Hopefully. So I have great, great hope. I've seen, uh, I haven't seen defeat in anyone yet, so I, I'm very happy. I have seen that stress, but you know, it's, you're in the middle of a war, so mm-hmm. there's going to be stress. Yeah. I kind of, if I, if I saw defeat, I'd be like, oh, no, <laughs> making a list to come after us. We need to do something. Yeah. All right. I have, I'm sorry. I just thought of this. I got one more question and it's probably pretty odd. Um, so bear with me, but. This is, I'm 100% convinced by this, but I would like to be 110% convinced, or you can just keep me at 100% convinced because I'm not going to change away from this. Is Michelle Obama a dude? <laughs> like <laughs> the body, body language, all of that. I see a man. I see she's got the back of Muhammad Ali in his prime. <laughs> she's She looks like a D1 offensive lineman. Like she... Dude, you're the worst, but... Yeah. Is she? Does she? When I uh, when I sit there was trying to answer that question and I was debating on whether to do a video on that one or not, and so I went back all the way to Africa when because that was pretty much the all you had was um, when they did their trip to Africa, mm-hmm. as far as you could go, at least that I could find of her movement or its movement, <laughs> and. <laughs> I'm with you on it. Yes, yes. (laughs) And I, yeah, I don't see really a a feminine walk. Mm -hmm. There, there is no feminine movement. And I thought, well, obviously the proportions are all wrong for a female. And but I cannot, you know, you sit there and women, they're much more limber. Mm -hmm. 
they, um, okay, let me, let me break this in a different way because we have to bring in gay men. So gay men who try to be feminine. Yes. Over exaggerate. Mm-hmm. Okay. They are very, she's got, Rachel, you're doing this, which is making me think of this, but that feminine hand that it goes like this. Well, you know, a gay man, he's got to place it. Mm-hmm. A woman just is like, yeah. And it's feminine. But a gay man, he's got to exaggerate it mm. and be very, I'm trying to elongate things and that kind of movement. Their legs have to come out further. They're, they exaggerate their hip movements even more. Mm. They stick out chests that aren't there just to try and make it seem that way. And so when I'm watching it walk, I notice that it's doing all of that. Yes. It's not walking like a regular woman. It's walking like a gay dude. Mm-hmm. Thank okay. you. <laughs> I knew it. Everyone's been saying I've been crazy for twelve years. No, no, no. I think it's gonna. I think they're gonna. They'll have a reveal at some point. Yeah, it'll come. Out. I think they're gonna just have a reveal. I'm yeah. sorry. I just. Well, had... I do. I do notice when I sit there and did that. You know, if you look back in the beginning of them going to the White House, you see a stick straightness of Michelle just straight and by the end of it it's got hips hmm. now I'm an older woman and hormones fluctuate when you get older thank god mine aren't there yet because I'm still popping babies out <laughs> but when you get older the hormones don't make it easier to put fat on hmm. it comes off because you're losing that estrogen so I was sitting there looking at it I was like okay now you have a booty Mm. And you've got massive, juicy thighs. <laughs> You're on hormone treatment. Mm-hmm. Mm. I've been saying that. Well, you know, the doctor will not say anything, or he'll die. So, <laughs> <laughs> so it's his. It's their little secret. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a proctologist. I am a gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> on that uh, note <laughs> yeah I'm, done. I'm good that wow that was perfect. awesome mandy this is so cool i i uh I, it's so cool that i i watched all these videos of you and then i finally get to like mm-hmm. see you and talk to you and uh and just kind of uh hear like get, see you outside of your videos which is really cool um thank you yeah because yeah. <laughs> your videos are like your videos you know and yeah. you keep them very concise and i like that too because uh you know it's just that's it helps me to process better um but man we uh, you know our doors open we say this to almost all of our guests our doors open if you ever want to come back on you know if you have a special video that you want to you know do or whatever um if we ever get on to video you're not allowed to do our you're not allowed to do body language for us Because I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to know if I'm lying to myself or not lying to mm-hmm. her. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. But uh, anyways, um, we really appreciate you coming on. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, That's and great. I want to encourage our listeners again. You want to go check out it's bombardsbodylanguage.com, and we'll put the links in our show notes, obviously. And and once you get to our website, you can see at the bottom of the page all of our other links to BitChute and all of that, and. Just support her. Go check her out and and see what she's got going on and and um, and just do the do the thing that you guys do. <laughs> go mm-hmm. check it out. I, 
I just want to say thank you very, very much for having me on. This was actually quite fun. I was, <laughs> I was a little nervous coming in. I was like, because I don't like doing interviews that often. And if I do interviews, I usually like the, the smaller guys because uh, I just like the low profile. I, I need to get out of that rut because I do enjoy it. I like having good conversations. And you guys are great conversations, by the way. This is this is absolutely fun. Well, thank great. you. Good. Well, we're little guys, so you don't have to worry about yeah. that. <laughs> you won't get, this won't get flagged. It's, you know, I'm just kidding. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so, yeah. yeah. Thank you, Mandy. We'll, we will, uh, we'll be in touch and maybe we'll get you on again here sometime over the next year. And, and uh, we'll see what develops from the, uh, the, the results after the 20th. We'll see what's going on. And uh, yeah. yeah. It's it's definitely an exciting time to be alive. I saw yeah. I saw a meme. It was like this kid. He looked like he was just bit, got beaten up, and he's like, "I'm tired of living through historic moments every five minutes." Really <laughs> good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to find it now. <laughs> it was it was really funny. I saw. I'll sum it up with it. I think this is pretty good. It said, uh, "So 2020 just turned 21, and it's ready to like party." <laughs> so that's like how it's oh. been for the last week or two. It's just going absolutely crazy. <laughs> Yeah, I think the best one so far, and shoot me, I know it's mainstream, but the what is it? Match video of Satan oh, in twenty twenty again. The match dot com. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know to be terrified or like uh, really think it's funny. It's creative, but it's terrifying to think. We're about. all screwed at this point. It doesn't we, matter. We are. Might as well enjoy it. Yeah, nobody's getting out alive. <laughs> So no. we're all getting vaccinated all right. and we're all yeah. going to the great reset. So it's, that's how it's happening. But anyway, <laughs> don't ruin the vibe, man. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Well, thank you again, Mandy. We'll, we'll catch you next time. And, uh, if you ever, right. if you ever have something that you want to come on, just let us know. And we'll, you, you have an open door. Well, I will. Thank you. Thank you guys. Right. Okay. Bye. Bye. We'll see you. <laughs> bye. Bye. Rach, that was cool. That's we've, super fun. 